What happens if you start living a fasting-focused lifestyle in the long term? What if you fast for so long that you don't know what year it is? What year is it? Welcome to the Body Mind Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host Simland and in this episode I'm gonna share with you my experience with intermittent fasting after seven years. Body Mind Empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs control your mind when it comes to trendy weight loss strategies then intermittent fasting is one of the most popular ones however intermittent fasting has many other health benefits beyond just burning fat in fact its primary purpose shouldn't be to lose those extra inches fat you would want to live a fasting focused lifestyle no matter how fit you are because it's gonna promote your body's mitochondrial functioning improve your biomarkers trigger stem cell growth activate autophagy and increase your longevity for me the best benefits of intermittent fasting have to do with the boost in brain performance anti-aging and the more advantageous metabolic flexibility that's why i've been doing it for seven years in some shape or form and to be honest I'm not planning to quit because it's just so effective and invigorating. So how did I start? When I started working out in high school, then at first I didn't know almost anything about nutrition. The only thing me and my friends knew was that you need to lift some stuff and eat protein, which is basically what you need to do, yeah. Awesome, I love protein. But there's some more to it. As I got more results in the weight room, I started to pay more attention to what I was putting into my mouth. I was counting calories, making sure I ate as much protein as I could, and tracking my progress. I first heard about intermittent fasting while watching the YouTube videos of the Hodge twins, who are bodybuilding twin brothers from the States, and they talk about fitness and general life advice. My initial thoughts about IF were quite normal. What do you mean you're not gonna eat breakfast? And I'm gonna quote the Hodge twins. You're gonna lose all your fucking games. <laughs> but the Hodge twins were huge and jacked, and they were eating pretty big meals with burgers and fries and other desserts, so it must have worked for them. And I thought, okay, I'm gonna try this out. Eat whatever the fuck you wanna eat. What the Hodge twins were doing is called the Lean Gains IF protocol of fasting for 16 hours and eating within 8 hours every day. It's created by Martin Birken who's an athlete and coach from Sweden with an amazing physique. The idea of the Lean Gains protocol is quite simple. Your fasting window starts after your last meal the previous day. You fast throughout the night and postpone your first meal a few hours after waking up. Instead of eating breakfast, you wait until noon and have a workout. You lift weights in the fastest state, focusing on compound movements. After the workout, you wait a bit more and then you break the fast. The first piece of food you put into your mouth stops the fasting and starts the eating window and lastly you eat all of your daily calories within a six to eight hour time frame depending on your goals and preference there are many ways you can structure this maybe you have a first meal at 10 a.m and then you go lift in the afternoon and then you have your second meal post-workout or you lift right after waking up wait until noon then eat a larger meal with another smaller meal later the idea is to simply fast for 16 and eat for eight hours with a workout put somewhere in the middle what I did was fast for 16 hours until noon, then eat a small meal of about 500 calories, then go to the gym in 2 to 4 hours, and then eat the rest of my calories post-workout. I followed this routine for 2 to 3 years, and it was really effective. I eat for 8 hours, and I fast for 16. Looking back at my experience, it was quite easy and enjoyable. 
but uh, during the actual phase of trying it out, I still had some troubles and I made a few rookie mistakes. During the first week or so, I was going to bed hungry because my eating window was from 10am to 6pm. My last meal didn't really fill me up and uh, I was starving by the next morning, which isn't ideal in the long term. It's generally easier to postpone your first meal of the day by a few hours and fast until noon rather than have a much longer time gap in the evening. That's why most people tend to prefer skipping breakfast and eating from lunch until dinner. Eating too much before the workout can also be less ideal. Sometimes when you break the fast with too much food, you'll actually feel more tired because of starting to digest the food and going for a snooze. That's why I always kept my first meal around 500 calories and low carb, so that I wouldn't crash before the workout. Most of your calories for the day should come from the post-workout meal because that's when you're the most insulin sensitive and in most need of nutrients. If there's the best time to eat carbohydrates, then this is also it. After lifting weights, you can get away with more carbs because you have depleted muscle glycogen stores. Getting adequate amounts of protein during the eating window is also essential. Because fasting is a catabolic stressor, you want to make sure that you eat plenty of protein and other essential nutrients within your eating window. Generally, it's a good thing to aim for 1.0 grams per pound of lean body mass for protein and structure your other macros based on your goals. The first years I didn't use any stimulants or supplements either, which is a good thing. However, if you're working out fasted, then drinking some black coffee can be a good performance enhancer. You definitely don't need to be taking any pre-workout drinks, fat burners or BCAs while fasting because they may negate some of the benefits of fasting. If you don't care about those things, then go ahead, but uh, I'm not gonna be doing it. Being too sedentary during the fasting window is also counterintuitive. The immediate reaction to fasting would be to lay on your couch and do nothing, just because you're afraid of losing your muscle. However, when fasting, you're in mild ketosis and burning your own body fat. Any low-intensity activity like walking, chores, mobility or yoga will literally make you burn your own body fat for fuel. That's why it's a good idea to have your low-intensity commutes during your fasting window so that you could take advantage of this. Fact is it? If you're first starting off with intermittent fasting and haven't done it before, then the worst thing you could do would be to start doing these crazy high-intensity interval cardios in a fasted state. At this point, you're not that fat adapted yet, and you're more prone to muscle catabolism, or should we say, lose all your gains. Instead, you simply want to build up your fasting muscle by doing the 16 and 8 hour window. So, I did the Lean Gains protocol for about 3 years and I started doing it in my last year in high school. During the summer, I was working at a restaurant as a waiter, which involved being on my feet and waiting tables for 12 to 14 hours every day. I was doing a lot of low intensity walking and it was perfect for intermittent fasting. It helped me to stay more productive, keep my mind more engaged with work and burn more fat. After the summer, I enrolled in the military where I was put into a completely different environment. There I didn't get to eat the healthy foods or do it whenever I chose to do it. We were served the standard 3 square meals a day with a lot of snacks, but even then I stuck to the 16 and 8 hour fasting schedule as much as I could. There were some days I fasted for 12 or 14 hours, but I still sometimes skipped breakfast and avoided snacking. Even when we were out in the field and moving around the landscape with 50 pounds of equipment, I still did IF in some shape or form. I was also part of the sharpshooter squad, so 
we didn't get to bring too much food with us on our scouting trips. And uh, sometimes we didn't get our food packages either because we were behind enemy lines. And so like fasting was quite a normal thing then. Starving. After the military, I started studying anthropology in college and I got to resume to the regular lean gain 16 and 8 hour time frame and everything was going just great. After three years of intermittent fasting, I stumbled upon the ketogenic diet and was very interested in trying it out. My initial thoughts were again along the lines of, this is insane, but I decided to try it out as an experiment. Before going keto, I was already eating mostly paleo foods with all of my carbohydrates kept post-workout, so the transition process wasn't that difficult either. When first starting keto, I noticed that it was better for me to fast a little bit less because my body didn't know how to use its own body fat for fuel that efficiently. Looking back, the biggest mistakes I made had to do with not getting electrolytes, sometimes fasting for too long, some sleep deprivation and not restricting my carbs enough. The first time I tried to go on keto happened during the summer again, so I was working and waiting tables, so I didn't get to sleep enough. That's the biggest thing that is going to inhibit keto adaptation, sleep deprivation and the chronic stress that you experience because of it. I can't sleep. But at the same time, as I was working as a waiter, my performance in waiting tables was even better than before. Of course, I had gained experience at the job, but I myself credit a lot of it to intermittent fasting and eating keto. I never got hungry or tired while working because I was literally burning through my own body fat at a very slow rate. Walking and low intensity activities in a fasted state are so amazing for burning a ton of fat, so I try to add them into my daily routine always. During my second year in college, I went to the United Kingdom as an exchange student and I still followed the same 16 and 8 hour of lean gains protocol, but on keto. As a foreign student abroad, this was incredibly easy and effective for both my productivity at school as well as my expenses. Eating keto is actually super cheap and you can improve both your physical as well as mental performance. You don't need any fancy supplements and the best foods are actually the cheapest ones. On average, my daily budget for food was like 3 to 5 pounds, which is freaking low and incredibly sustainable. You don't want to be eating all the random foods that are trying to sell you at supermarkets anyway because first of all they're not healthy, second of all they're more expensive, third they give you fewer nutrients which makes you eat more of them and fourth you'll have more cognitive power to focus on school. The best diet for your health, cognition, finance as well as sanity is a very minimalistic diet with all the essential fatty acids and amino acids. You don't need to eat all the colorful fruit and vegetables because first they're not required for your body to survive, second, they're more expensive, third, they're often covered with pesticides, GMOs and other inflammatory substances that may potentially give you gut disorders and brain fog, and four, they can cause decision fatigue, whether while shopping or thinking about what kind of a recipe you're gonna make out of them. Instead, my minimalistic Keto IF menu consisted of the staples that you would want to eat almost every day. Eggs. One of the most bioavailable sources of protein with all the essential amino acids, DHA, EPA and cholesterol for the brain. An entire carton of eggs costs like one pound and I was literally eating like a dozen of them every day. They're so good and so effective. Chicken wings and chicken thighs. An amazing source of collagen, some more protein and fats. It has amino acids like glycine and tryptophan which are great for the skin and neurotransmitter balance. I was getting these frozen chicken thighs and chicken wings which are like three times cheaper than chicken breast. At the same time, the chicken thighs are like two times more nutritious. 
We live in such a crazy world. People are eating chicken breast and throwing away the egg yolks when those are the most nutritious foods. You can't do much with just pure protein, you need the fats as well. It's crazy to think about how much food and money gets wasted because people think they're being healthier by avoiding these full fat foods. Whereas in reality they would be healthier and they would have better body composition results because of that as well. The egg is the symbol of the soul, did you know that? But moving on with canned sardines and salmon, I was still trying to eat some fish at least two to three times a week because I wanted to get the healthy omega-3s and DHA for the brain. Instead of buying expensive salmon fillet or something like that, I bought sardines canned in brine or olive oil. That's another cheap hack for saving money while still eating healthy food. The same with meat. I bought large bags of frozen meat in bulk so it would be cheaper. You literally just have to search for the cheapest bone broth bones and pork chops. They have a much better macronutrient profile again, for keto especially, and they're much healthier while at the same time saving you money. Such a crazy world. For my fats, I was using a large container of extra virgin olive oil and regular butter. Honestly, those are the only extra fat sources you need, and you don't need any fancy black seed oil or avocado oil or something like that. Olive oil gives you the polyphenols and promotes cardiovascular health, while butter gives you short-chain fatty acids, which feed the gut microbiome and repair the cells. I can't believe! For my carbs, I was eating regular green cabbage, frozen spinach, some broccoli and cauliflower. I also ate some onions and garlic for the prebiotics and that's all I wanted. What's even better about it is that these cruciferous vegetables, root tubers and onions, they have virtually no pesticides or GMO contaminations in comparison to something like a conventional supermarket apple or a tomato. The prices are again heavily in favor of the vegetables. Fruit is freaking expensive, but it doesn't have really any health benefits other than some extra fructose. Again, people think they need to spend a lot of money on eating healthy, whereas in reality you just have to educate yourself and make better decisions. You don't need fancy seasoning either. I use regular sea salt, black pepper, cayenne pepper, cinnamon, ginger and turmeric, that's it. And those are going to be amazing for neurogenesis, promoting autophagy and reducing inflammation. So you would want to add them to your diet no matter what. Like I said, in total, my daily budget was somewhere around three to five pounds. And I was really enjoying this minimalistic way of eating. There was literally nothing else in my fridge but eggs, some meat, cabbage and butter. Butter. Eating two meals a day was also another amazing productivity hack. During this time, I also experimented with the cyclical ketogenic diet. Basically, I was eating keto for five to six days in a row with these two meals within six to eight hours. On day seven, I would fast for about 20 hours, have an intense workout and then eat a very large dinner with a bunch of carbohydrates. I'm not gonna lie. I could eat like 500 to 1000 grams of carbs from 3000 to 5000 calories and still lose some fat with it because I was so insulin sensitive and my glycogen was so depleted. It was quite a feast, to be honest, you know, some healthy carbs, potatoes, bananas, rice, but also some junk like ice cream, Cheerios, and uh, what else, cookies or whatever. The reason I did it was to experiment how my body responds to this type of carb cycling and uh, carb backloading. Sometimes I stayed keto for three weeks in a row and then only had a one re refeed, at others I did it every five days. When doing the cyclical ketogenic diet, then you have to make sure that you deplete your liver as well as your muscle glycogen before introducing the carbs, as to make sure that those carbs you do eat, they get stored as glycogen, not as fat. 
You also want to eat low-fat, high-carb, moderate protein on your refeed days. Not high-fat, high-carb, low-protein because that's a recipe for insulin resistance and diabetes. Diabetes. That's why I was still eating healthy carbs with mostly glucose like rice and potatoes and I kept the junk to a minimum. Put that cookie down! In general, the cyclical ketogenic diet with these massive refeeds isn't as good as a consistent ketogenic diet because you may become under-adapted to using fat and ketones during the rest of the week. This may make you feel more tired and dependent on the next refeed, which is why I decided to stop it after a few months. But it can be a good way to implement back into your diet every once in a while. If I were to try to get really jacked and build some serious muscle, then the cyclical ketogenic diet can be very effective even if you have car refeeds almost every day. To know how to do it, I've written a program called Keto Carb Cycle that gives you the exact blueprint of what to eat, in what amounts, and at what time to have your refeeds. It covers 30 days with both keto-friendly and carb-friendly recipes, so you can check out the link in the show notes. But now, let's talk about going OMAD. When I was preparing to leave the UK, I had also started working on my blog. I had written my first book, Becoming a Self-Empowered Being, already, which talked about holistic personal development, improving your body and mind, and finding your purpose in life. The problem was that all my money as an exchange student had run out and uh, I was faced with a difficult situation. I had no real resources to finish my last year of college in Estonia, but at the same time I didn't want to go take another job as a waiter or anything because I knew it would prevent me from building up my website and the other social media channels. That's why I decided to really burn my boats and dedicate myself fully to my creative work. When I bought my last train ticket to the Edinburgh airport, my bank account literally had like 0.05 pounds or something like that, virtually zero. When I came home, I had a heavy heart and uh, I started hustling immediately to not stay broke. My first jobs included some freelance writing for other people, like blog posts about ranking top-notch barbecue grills on Amazon, product reviews for fat-burning programs, and uh, creating ebooks about time management or whatever it may be. Because my first priorities were to start earning my own income, I was working all day, from 6am to 5pm. I was working on my computer and I took only some small breaks for walking or moving around. That's when I also started fasting for longer than I had before. And that's the reason I decided to go mad. Madness. Doing the lean gain 16 and 8 hour of fasting was very easy and it saved some time. But in order to get myself out of the financial hole as fast as possible, I had to focus solely on freelancing for at least a few weeks. I created a lot of content, but it was for other people. And you can probably see maybe like 20 to 30 the small ebooks on Amazon that are ghost authored by me. But I'm not sure where they are. <laughs> maybe someday. During that time, I gradually transitioned over to eating only once a day. At first, I was making myself only a cup of bone broth blended together with some cinnamon, turmeric, and one single raw egg. I did it around the 16 hour mark to give myself some nutrition. It kept me fully situated and it literally lit up my brain for some more focused deep work all the way until the evening. Then in the late afternoon, I'd do a short high intensity training session and I would eat within one to two hours. This is Sparta! 
Eating just one meal a day is incredibly good for burning fat and saving a lot of time. You don't have to waste hours doing cardio or preparing meals. Meal prep is literally a huge time swamp and it's a myth as well. You're wasting so much time on cooking food and then eating it, whereas in reality it would be much easier and effective to simply not eat anything and fast. Think about how much time and effort humanity is spending on food and eating. Hours and hours of production, thousands and thousands of calories, tons and tons of energy, all in vain. We live in a crazy world. During this time, I really started loving OMAD, and it became increasingly easier as my body became more fat adapted. Now I don't even get hungry by day 7 of fasting, and I could easily do it. Thanks to working my ass off and eating only once a day for the first few weeks, I managed to earn enough money from freelancing that could sustain me for the next few months. Although I managed to keep myself afloat financially, I knew that my work had just begun. There were other goals I had been working on and I wasn't planning to freelance any longer because it was producing work for other people. As soon as I got enough revenue from freelancing, I quit it so I could focus on my own blog and books ASAP. July 2016 was one of the most productive months of my life. I wrote four books and two meal plans. Intermittent fasting and feasting, keto cycle about the cyclical ketogenic diet, target keto about the targeted ketogenic diet, Keto Bodybuilding, the manual for doing resistance training on a low-carb ketogenic diet. Optimal Nutrition, a meal plan about the principles of nutrient optimization. Ultimate Keto, a 21-day well-formulated ketogenic diet meal plan. And in addition to that, I wrote Vegetarian Keto and Vegan Keto. But they cover similar topics with slight nuances, so I count them as a single book. I was also writing articles and blog posts about nutrition, personal development, productivity and other cool experiments I had done at seamland.com. And I was also sharing them on social media platforms like Reddit and Facebook. So that's how I built my initial audience. Of course, the cause of this kind of superhuman productivity was my incentive to become financially independent and build up my website. But the purely physiological potential for that came from practices like meditation, intermittent fasting, eating keto, and a vigorous exercise routine that all kept me consistent and disciplined. By now, I've dialed down my content creation a little bit, because I have other things to focus on, but I can immediately crank up the volume again whenever I feel the need to, because it's a part of my skill set. It also comes to show that you just have to do it. Do it! How many authors or content creators you know who want to become successful and earn their own income, but they never seem to accomplish their goals? There are more broken dreams in the world than there are people, and most of them never get turned to fruition. Procrastination and lack of discipline, they're a plague that are holding you down no matter how big your dreams are or how good your business idea is. Aspirations and expectations, they mean nothing if you don't have execution. Actions speak louder than words, and in most cases, you just have to jump over your own shadow and just freaking do it. Do it. The same applies to working out, doing intermittent fasting, going keto, building a business, creating a podcast, starting a YouTube channel, whatever it is. Only action gets things done. After I wrote those four books, I was already earning enough passive income that I could financially support myself for the last year in college. Having pulled myself out of the frying pan, so to say, I had more time to create my YouTube channel and start making videos because... I felt like this was the right thing I need to do in my journey. It was another hero's journey I had to delve into, and 
I wasn't planning on stopping my intermittent fasting either. No, I'm just getting warmed up. During my last year in college, I was doing a modified version of OMAD with the targeted ketogenic diet. Basically, I would fast for about 18 hours every day. Then I would go to have a resistance training workout during which I was drinking a protein shake with about 20 to 30 grams of protein and around the 20 hour mark I ate the rest of my calories within 2 to 3 hours or so. It's very similar to the warrior diet by Ori Hofmeckler and it works brilliantly. During the first half of the day I'm being productive with school, my blog, making YouTube videos, reading books. P.S. I also read 300 books that year and I'm just saying that yeah there's no excuses and I was running on my own body fat for energy. Then while I'm working out I drink this protein shake that's very easily digestible and supportive of muscle growth. It really helped me to perform as good as if I'd eaten a real meal. It might have been even better because it didn't cause any gut issues or digestive strain. On some days I would also add a banana or some grapefruit like you do with the targeted ketogenic diet. Generally I'd consume 20 to 30 grams of protein and maybe 10 to 15 grams of carbs which gave me about 100 to 200 calories. After the workout I ate two large ketogenic meals within 2 to 3 hours. The foods I ate were still the same good old staples. A dozen eggs maybe, some meat, some vegetables, a little bit of less chicken because I got sick of chicken for a while, some fish and some healthy fats. This way of doing the targeted ketogenic diet with intermittent fasting is amazing for getting stronger and lean bulking. It's much more sustainable and more effective than the cyclical ketogenic diet in my opinion because you can stay more keto adapted for the long term and you don't have to go through keto flu or carb coma. <clears throat> I have been doing this type of modified one meal a day or MOMAD or targeted two mad very successfully for two years or so but then I wanted to take a small break from working out to focus more on gaining some other health benefits of fasting like autophagy and uh, increase stem cells. That's why I started to eat just one meal a day within two to three hours without the protein shake. Honestly, there isn't much difference in terms of physical performance other than you may need slightly more time to recover from workouts. With the targeted ketogenic diet, I could work out basically every day and still make gains. I was doing the squat every day challenge for a month and my legs exploded because of that. <laughs> that small amount of protein and carbs really helped to replenish my muscle glycogen while I was training already and I got to recover a lot faster. Now as I'm doing the just one meal a day approach, I'm focusing building up my fat burning engine again and I'm taking a short break from training. As long as I'm getting enough calories during my eating window and as long as I get good sleep, I'm not seeing any negative side effects on muscle growth or performance. There are definitely some tweaks I have to keep in mind here and there such as not going too hard with hit or going catabolic but over the entire 24 hour cycle there isn't much difference. You just have to eat enough protein and fats. I started doing these kinds of extended fasts of 2 to 7 days only during the second year in college because I didn't think they would be that great. But now I aim to have at least 3 to 5 day fasts at least 3 to 4 times a year. Once a quarter is a pretty good thing to aim for but in my opinion one two to three day fast every month can be good as well. And as a side note my longest fast has been seven days. If you're overweight or have some health issues like diabetes, autoimmune disorders, inflammation or even tumors 
then you would definitely want to have extended fasts more frequently. I have no problems with my health and I'm already at a low body fat percentage, so I don't need to fast that frequently and it wouldn't be that good for my muscle homeostasis either. That's why I stick to primarily the OMAD schedule. Eating a low-carb ketogenic diet with slightly more carbohydrates on some harder workout days, I'm able to maintain cellular autophagy for most of the day while still balancing it with mTOR and anabolism. Honestly, I feel like this is the best way of eating for longevity while still keeping yourself physically fit and muscular. Don't take my word on this, but I feel that what I'm doing right now will easily help me to live over 100 years because fasting is such a powerful tool for health. Even if I do screw things up for a moment, like going on the standard American diet of processed carbs for a month or something like that, I could heal the damage very fast with the knowledge I've learned about fasting and keto. And that's what I want to teach you as well. I want to give you the tools of knowing how to manipulate your body composition and stay healthier. But if you want to die, to diabetes. I've also experimented with dry fasting and that's another one of those rabbit holes you could find yourself going down into. Basically, you avoid not just food and calories but also all liquids and beverages. A soft dry fast allows you to come into contact with water like brushing your teeth or taking a shower but a hard dry fast prohibits all contact with water on your body. The theory is that a dry fast is much more effective than a regular water fast because you'll be going into deeper ketosis and activating autophagy faster as well. Fat oxidation and burning your body fat creates hydrogen molecules which actually prevent your body from becoming dehydrated and allows you to stay active. I've done dry fasts for only 48 hours and they are indeed very effective in terms of burning fat and losing water weight. In terms of autophagy and cellular cleansing, they seem to be quite good as well because you feel very clear and healthy afterwards. But it's not something that you would want to do all the time. Dry fasting isn't necessary and probably 90% of people won't do it but I started to implement longer fasting windows for dry fasting into my day as well. At least I aim to dry fast for 12 to 14 hours every day to really go into a deep state of ketosis and autophagy. At the moment, as I'm recording this podcast, I've been dry fasting for about 18 hours and uh, I feel generally very good. I'm not drinking regular water just for the sake of it either. I drink only when I feel thirsty and I'm not trying to drink like 2 liters of water or something because drinking too much water can actually make you more dehydrated just by virtue of pissing it out. That can also lead to mineral and electrolyte deficiencies which are not good for mitochondrial functioning or general health. Don't get me wrong, hydration is definitely important as are calories from food and that's also why you shouldn't go into the extreme with either of them. You simply want to balance your fasting with eating and a short period of avoiding liquids can be beneficial. <laughs> By now I've been doing intermittent fasting in some shape or form for 7 years and it's really one of those things I wish I started doing sooner because it makes things so much easier. My body composition has also been gradually getting better with every year. When I started off in high school I was somewhere around 75 kilograms but with no real muscle definition. After the military I was 72 kilograms and with around 10% body fat. This was the time I was able to start lifting more seriously. In 2016, after coming back from the UK, I weighed 78 kilograms with around 8-9% body fat. In the UK, I was doing only bodyweight exercises such as pull-ups, handstand push-ups, hill sprints, plyometrics and such. Zero gym time over the entire year 
and I was still able to build muscle in the backyard. During my last year in college, end of 2016, I got the heaviest I'd ever been, up to 80 kilograms, just because I was trying to gain a bit of more muscle. I didn't get too fat either, thanks to fasting and keto, and I lost the excess weight quite fast as well. In 2017, I was still doing mostly calisthenics, with about one gym session per week. During this period, I dropped my weight down to 76 kilograms, while still maintaining the same size and muscle definition. I actually lost more body fat while looking bigger than before. Currently, I still weigh about 76 kilograms, but I've definitely gained more lean muscle mass. My strength has improved and I look better. During this entire period, I've never tried to build muscle too hard because it's not my main goal, but I've still seen incremental improvements in my body composition simply by lifting stuff and doing bodyweight exercises. I prefer being at a lighter body weight because it feels better, so it's positive lean gains across the entire world. Protein rocks. So here are the lessons I've learned after 7 years of intermittent fasting every day. First of all, I don't have to worry about eating and I can easily skip any meal whenever I want to. I'm not dependent on food and I can have stable energy levels all the time. Like literally, I don't need calories because I have my own body fat to burn and I'm not worried about drinking water either because I know a short dry fast can actually be good. It sounds crazy but I'm free basically. I'm able to concentrate and spend more time on other things like being creative, making content online, running a business, reading, learning, improving myself and teaching my body to burn more fat while I'm at it. I don't have to exercise for hours to see results in body composition. It's not necessary for me to burn off the extra calories from food because I'm already eating at a very confined time frame. It's gonna give me a lot of free room. You would think that fasting entails you starving yourself but if you would see how big meals I can eat for dinner, then you would change your mind. It really is a feast of amazing foods. Most of the time I'm still eating the good old keto staples of eggs, meat and veggies, but I could easily fit in like a burger and fries or steak and cake without gaining fat. And the best thing is that I can keep my health in check. Fasting is the most powerful medicine because it's gonna fix the underlying issues of disease, which mostly have to do with some sort of a gut dysbiosis or inflammation. If you're eating or taking antibiotics, then you're not really allowing your body to repair itself because of inhibiting autophagy. While you're fasting, you're gonna allow your healthy cells to do the work for you, and it literally leads to the creation of a new healthier version of you. What's more, the new cells you've made get created by your own stem cells that promote longevity and youthfulness. And in my opinion, that's also one of the biggest reasons why my skin is so clear like so many of you people comment on my videos. That's the only thing, that's the only thing I do. I don't have any skincare routine, I don't use any creams like zero, absolutely zero. The only thing I do is wash my face with water and fast. <laughs> of course, avoiding the inflammatory foods and not eating sugar and uh, gluten and lectins and things like that is also a key component to it and the keto diet with the staples of eggs, meat and veggies is very good for you. Looking back, I really think that starting to do intermittent fasting has improved every area of my life, starting with my physical performance, relationship with food, productivity, mindfulness, self-discipline and overall health. It's one of those things I wish I started sooner and it's one of those things I'm not really planning to quit. Of course, I'll probably change up the routine and use different eating windows, 
but I'm going to still stick to some form of time-restricted eating and intermittent fasting, and hopefully for the rest of my life. And it's going to be a long one. So good. If you want to know how to become keto adapted and implement all of these strategies we've discussed here, starting with the cyclical ketogenic diet, targeted ketogenic diet, eating one meal a day and working out, then check out my KetoFit program. It includes a 30-day meal plan, macros, recipes, workout routines, and periodization, all of it. I'm not trying to sell you bullshit, I'm trying to sell you the key principles of knowing how to manipulate your own body. And I feel like KetoFit program is gonna teach you exactly that. <laughs> Alright, that's it for this episode of the Body, Mind, Empowerment Podcast. If you want to support us even more, then I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes and the other social media platforms. My favorite one is CastBox. It's super good. You can listen to audiobooks on triple speed, share it with a friend, tell them to do intermittent fasting, that it's not scary, that it's not going to starve you. And uh, yeah, try it out yourself. Thanks for listening. My name is Seem. Stay fat adapted. Stay empowered. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Body, mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind.